Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host as always, Daniel Levy, and joining me on this very special edition of Half the Battle is Pat Healy. Pat, welcome to Half the Battle, man. Hey, man. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, man. It's my pleasure. So, I mean, dude, you've seen it all. You've, uh, you know, you've been in this sport a very long time. What, what keeps you motivated these days? Uh, man, uh, you know, I really love MMA. You know, it's been a big part of my life for a long time. Uh, I can't imagine my life without it. Uh, it's all I've ever wanted to do since I was about 15 years old. So I feel very blessed to be able to do it. And, uh, you know, I, and I, I love just endurance sports in general. I consider MMA an endurance sport. Uh, I don't know if a lot of other people do, but it most certainly is. And, uh, you know, that's a, a passion of mine. So I, I like working out for whatever reason. Yeah, and you mentioned you started when you were 15. I mean, did you just get into fights uh, in school? Were you doing martial arts? Like, talk, talk to me about how you got into it, man, because you've been in this game a long time. Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, luckily, uh, I have a twin brother, so that obviously, growing up with a twin brother, uh, and we were both highly competitive, uh, that always led uh, us to, to fighting and stuff like that, so... That was a big thing, and then we had a. We were lucky when we were about fourteen, fifteen. We had a friend up the street who did Muay Thai, and uh, he wanted to uh, get some punching bags, basically. And we were the only ones stupid <laughs> enough in the neighborhood to volunteer. And uh, we took some savage beatings back in the day, but uh, you know, it really, really crafted the love for us. Absolutely, and uh, eventually, did you ever start to catch up and then beat that dude up, or was it always just uh, him whooping you? Yeah, man, uh, we eventually got him, and uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, you know, he was a great dude growing up, uh, you know, but he was a type of dude with an ego, and uh, I remember the uh, first time I, uh, we grappled a lot, too, and uh first time I choked him out was the last time we ever grappled. <laughs> So, uh, he chose a little bit of a different route, but, uh, yeah, it was kind of funny. Yeah, that's hilarious, dude. And, you know, speaking of uh, choking out a great striker, you've choked out many great strikers. So do you feel like that experience helped you out, you know, once you went on to fight a guy like uh, Paul Daly or Dan Hardy or something like that? Sure, man. I mean, there's nothing like taking a few leg kicks or, or hard shots to – to make you want to take a guy down and choke him out, man. I mean, that's always been my thing, man. Yeah, and uh, so I got to know about this fight with Paul Daly you had back in 2005. I mean, what, what was that left hand like that he throws? Oh, man, he uh, he definitely has a ton of power. And uh, I, I remember at a, one specific moment in the fight, uh, it was right at the start of the second round, and it was a really small ring which worked out well for me, obviously. Um, but a tiny little ring, and he came out in the second round. I think he took maybe two steps and then threw a flying knee, and he covered, like, the entire ring. Like, he flew across the entire ring. It was crazy. Uh, like, I was still in my corner when when the flying knee came and uh he literally covered almost the entire ring that's crazy but, dude i mean just yeah he was such an explosive dude and uh you know a very very dangerous striker 
Now, going into a fight like that, are you at all like, I'm going to test my stand-up against Paul Daly, or are you just like, I'm going to take this dude down and choke him out? <laughs> Definitely the later one. Uh, I always, uh, I think in in practice a lot, I'll uh, go with guys and be like, all right, I'm going to, you know, I know this guy's got good stand-up. I'm going to test it out for a while. And then as soon as I start taking some shots, I'm like, all right, uh, that's enough of a test. Uh, but in fights, so, you know, I try to stay strictly to business. You may may try to bait them into, you know, a slugfest just to get a takedown. That's kind of always been my uh, my uh, reasoning there. There you go, man. And uh, I got to know about a few of your past fights, man. I mean, you went three rounds with Chris Lytle. You know, both of you guys are legends in the sport. What was it like, you know, going the full 15 minutes with a guy like Chris? Man, that was uh, that's actually one of my best memories, man. It was the first time I had fought on, you know, it was a WC, uh, you know, it's it, not the WC that, you know, we all remember, but it was a, much smaller back in those days. But it, uh, it was still a great up-and-coming show. And, uh, you know, it was the fir- first time I think I fought on HDNet and, uh what was cool about it was, it was an outdoor show and right as we came out, the sun was setting and, uh, it was just it made for a, a great, you know, moments in the fight. And, uh, you know, and then we just kind of battled it out. So it was a really close fight. And, uh, you know, it was, it's kind of like my first, uh, you know, on a, on a semi big stage. So it was, it was a big moment for me. You know, at the time, the two of you weren't, you know, the legends you are today. But, you know, what kind of respect, uh, like, talk about the respect element. Because before the fight, you know, you want to go out there and win. But, you know, at what point do you guys gain that respect for each other? Oh, well, I think, um, you know, in that case, I obviously had, uh, you know, Chris was a much bigger name than I. I think I was like 22, 23 at the time. Uh so I already had a lot of respect for him, but anytime you go to go to battle with a guy and uh, you do some things that put him in a bad position and he does the same to you, it's just a mutual respect that kind of grows during the fight, I think, a lot, where it just kind of happens organically, like, wow, I respect this guy all of a sudden, you know, like, uh, yeah. in a different way, I mean, you not that, uh, you know, you don't respect all your opponents, but, I mean, it's certainly when you've been through a battle with somebody, it is a, a little bit of a different feeling. Yeah, and I mean, like, obviously you respect all your opponents, but, you know, with some of these guys, they might want to run away from you and, you know, try to pot shot, but with uh, a guy like Chris, he comes to fight. So there's got to be a different mindset when you're taking on a guy like that, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh there are those guys who, you know, no matter what, going in with them, it's going to be a fight. They're not going to outpoint you. They don't have any any uh, intentions of doing that. And, uh, you know, they're, they're there to scrap. And it is a little bit of a different feeling than when you know uh, a guy's going to, you know, I think I've experienced that a lot where guys try to stick and move and stay away. You know, and everything they do is a counter, and they, you know, and sometimes that can be very frustrating. Like, hey, man, let's just, let's just fight. I know it's all strategy, but 
you know, I still have those emotions when I'm like, come on, man, let's do this. Like, this is what we signed up to do is fight. So, I mean, when a guy's running away from you the entire time, I mean, I know it's probably frustrating, but how do you make it so that you don't lose focus of your game plan? Uh, you know, and that, I'm glad you bring that up because I think that's something I definitely can have been sucked into the past where I just get frustrated and, you know, that really plays into the guy who's moving away's game plan. I, I, I would always have a tendency to get really over-aggressive when a guy doesn't doesn't match my aggression. So, I mean, that's always kind of a fine balance. I've really been working on that lately. And, you know, for guys like me who want takedowns and, and are aggressive, like sometimes you just got to kind of get into range and not throw yet, you know, which which sounds uh, a little dangerous. But, you know, if all they're going to do is try to counter on you, you can kind of just walk them down and, you know, eventually pin them into a corner and, and make them fight. Yeah, and I was just thinking about that. I mean, you are a bigger lightweight. I mean, firstly, just to change the topic real quick, is that is that cut rough for you at all? Uh, you know, it, it it had been for a lot of years. Um, I'd say about six months to a year ago, I, I changed my diet, kind of just my whole kind of lifestyle with eating. Uh, I went to the things that are kind of really in popular endurance running but it's like a fat-based diet kind of a paleo type but focusing on on keeping your fat fats up and your carbs really low uh to make yourself burn fat instead of uh relying on those carbohydrates uh and that has been uh i mean that's been a great change for me uh not only in training and uh but just in life, my my girlfriend is on it now, and you know it, it, she's you know lo, as low as she was in like high school. You know her weight's as low as she was in high school. Just a healthy way to live, and it you know I think it's good for your brain too, because you know with all the shots we're taking, I think uh, you know it's good to think about your uh, your brain too. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I mean, is there specific things you cut out? I know you mentioned. Uh you know, the, the technicals there, but I mean, is it just a matter of like cutting out bread or, I mean, what specifically did you do in your diet? Um, so kind of the one I was following, I, I like use kind of fats is the base of my diet. Um, so there's like lots of coconut milk and things like that, like higher fatty foods, uh, low carb, still, High vegetable, a lot of vegetables, um, but more of the non-starchy vegetables. You know, uh, saving those like starchy vegetables for uh, pre or post workout. So, kind of using the carbs that I do eat right around my workouts that I want a good explosive workout where you know i might be burning a little bit more sugar like the fructose or sucrose or whatever uh you know so you can kind of give yourself carbs for that and then uh you know really it's just getting your body to to use fat as your primary energy source that's interesting man i mean you sound like you really know this shit i mean do you read books do you just have a great nutritionist or what how'd you learn 
Yeah, man, uh, I, I love food, and I've really gotten into nutrition lately, uh, you know, over, and I, I do, I read a ton of books, I, I'm kind of a, I, I, I guess it would be like a training nerd, man, uh, you know, I, I like long distance running, swimming, uh, I'm probably going to do a triath- my first triathlon here in, in July after the fight. So I'm really like into the uh, the kind of the science behind uh, you know working out and uh, what what the top athletes uh, in the world are doing. You know these the real you know uh, you know Olympic or you know uh, outliers in each sport and kind of paying attention to what they're doing and. That's what a lot of the high endurance guys do is the high fat diets. And, uh, you know, it's been, like I said, it's been a great change for me. That's good to hear, man. And I mean, speaking of, uh, you know, high endurance, you are known for your pace and your cardio. And back in the day, you fought Carlos Condit. You finished him in the third round with a rear naked choke. And then he went on to be one of the guys that's known for, you know, having a high output, can go all five rounds. Back in the day when you fought him, I mean, did you know that this dude was going to be something special? Uh, yeah, man, he was, he was tough, man. I mean, uh, he was definitely landing some good shots on me in that fight. Uh, and, uh, you know, I stayed diligent with the takedowns and, and really the only hole he had in his game, his jujitsu was always really good. His stand up was always really good. And he just didn't really have the takedown defense back then. And that's something he certainly has changed, uh, but, you know, he was one of those dudes who you fought who, like, man, I'm glad I got that victory and, you know, I'm going to keep an eye on this guy. Yeah, I mean, just to go, you know, just to fight that guy is crazy, but also to fight you is crazy, too. I mean, what what do you think about that fight besides what you already told me? I mean, because, dude, that's a monumental win. Yeah, I mean, it was a, uh, and that was a, uh, I wish they had a tape of it somewhere. The, the promotion, uh kind of went bust after that and uh did a bunch of shicey stuff didn't pay a bunch of people and stuff and never like put together a dvd or i've i don't think there is any footage of it uh but that was a was a knock down drag out fight man we were we went at it and you know he would he'd be tagging me up then i'd take him down get some shots on him he'd make a move get back to his feet and it was just like this endless cycle of on our feet, take down to the ground, like back up, like a, a real MMA fight, you know, covered all aspects. And, uh, yeah, man, that was one of those, I, I think after I, I, uh, finished that choke, I nearly passed out myself. I was so <laughs> tired. Damn, man. They need to, you know, uncover that footage, dude. I'd love to see that shit. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, man. So I bet you get asked this a lot, but uh, I know that um, you probably know about there's something about Mary and Matt Dillon's character's name is Pat Healy. Yeah, that's a that's a great one. He couldn't have uh, be a better sleazy character, you know, uh, <laughs> than that that Pat Healy in that one. Dude, but what do you think about that movie? I think it's a classic, man. Oh yeah, that absolutely. I I just saw it not too long ago and 
still when I watch it every time they say Pat uh, Healy, it trips me out, man. <laughs> so, oh, so you just saw it recently. So were people like telling you about it for years, and then you finally were like, "All right, I got to see what this is all about." No, no, I had seen it years ago. I just happened to see it again recently, oh, and it okay. reminded me how, how great of a movie that was. Dude, I know, right? Yeah, and to have your name as that character, I mean, that dude, he, he, he was hilarious in that movie. The, the ultimate scoundrel, man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, back to your fighting, man. I mean, you take on Lyle Beerbomb in Strikeforce, and this is a guy that, at the time, he was 16-0. and 0. And, I mean, for you, you know, you were already an experienced vet. Was it, like, no big deal to fight a guy that's 16-0, and 0, or was it, like wow, you know, this guy's got a lot to prove. Just talk about the mindset going into a fight like that. Uh, man, I like fighting. You know, when you get an undefeated guy, especially with a, a record of 16-0, you know, it's a lot of mov- motivation. You want to be that, that guy to give give that person their first loss. So, you know, to me, that, that really motivates me, and I kind of like that underdog mentality. And, uh, you know, I was certainly the underdog in that fight, and it felt good to to hand him his first loss yeah man i mean that was a very good performance and your fight with maximo blanco man i mean you know it's funny because you've taken on dudes that are welterweights dudes that are lightweights this is one of the smaller guys you've taken on but you know it's funny because he's known for coming out in that first round super explosive what was it like weathering that storm and then choking him out uh man yeah and that was a tough one too because uh early on he was taking it to me early on and then um I had him in an Uma Plata and he laid it, laid a bunch of kicks to my head when I was on the ground, uh, and dazed me. And the, you know, it was illegal strikes. The ref came in and stopped it. And I was sitting there with the doc, the doctor had to come in and, uh, they were asking me, uh, where I was at. And, uh, I could not, my mind was completely blank. Uh, and I was thinking about it and thinking about it and the doctor standing right in front of me going, Hey, where are you at? Where are you at? What arena are we in? What state are you in? Like, you have to tell me or I'm not going to let you fight. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to call it. And I just stood there like blank face for about 20, 25 seconds. And then it all kind of like came back to me like, Oh shit, I'm in Ohio. Like, okay. Like, you know, it was uh, <laughs> that was a tense moment. You know, but uh, I guess I would have gotten the win anyway. Certainly not the way I wanted to. Uh, but you know, I was able to kind of weather that. By the time uh, I got back in there, uh, all the cobs web cobwebs were out of my head, and uh, you know, he kind of started to slow down towards the end of the first and into the second, and, and I was able to take advantage of that and choke him out. Jeez, dude, that's uh. That's super intense, man. Yeah, it was, uh, it was weird looking back on it, man. And me and the doctor actually, like, after the fight, were joking about it. Like, man, I was, he was saying, I literally, you had about two more seconds. And uh, it's weird, like, when you get kind of your bell rung and you're trying to think about stuff that you know the answer and it's like, uh, like nothing's there. And it was like, my my brain was off man i was like trying to like reason with you know like where the fuck am i like you could probably <laughs> look around the arena and see the uh you know what arena it is but you know finally it just like came back like a snap and just in the nick of time 
Yeah, glad it came back, man. Now, I got to know, where does your toughness come from? Because obviously you are known for being super tough. And you mentioned the, you know, when you fought that Muay Thai dude when you were 15. But here's the thing, man. A lot of dudes could have quit. A lot of dudes, you know, would have looked for a way out. But you kept coming back for more. So, I mean, how, do, how are you so fucking tough, man? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it's just kind of built into me. Uh, my brother's the same way. We're Oregonians, man. We grew up halfway in the woods and, and halfway in the city. And uh, I don't know. That was just kind of always what we prided ourselves on was was toughness. And, uh, you know, I think maybe it comes from my dad. My dad was a real hardworking guy who uh, never complained about a, a day of work and, uh, you know, never complained about working late. Uh, so we probably probably that just rubbed off, rubbed off on us. Yeah, that makes sense, man. Probably from your dad, indeed. So, I mean, you got any good uh, street fight stories from back in the day before you were a pro fighter? <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a pretty good one. Uh, it's actually, I may have told this one before in the past, but, uh, you know, I the first time I ever broke my nose when I was, I was about 17, and uh, me and a group of friends were all in my car, and we were driving and, uh, some guy had passed us or something and, and, uh, felt that somebody in the car did something that, that pissed him off. And he, you know, he pulled up beside us and was yelling at us and I just flipped him off, uh, not knowing <laughs> what was going on. And he got behind us and started telling us, and, and it was me and four of my friends in the car. So pretty gutsy dude, uh, we pull over uh, in like a McDonald's parking lot. He like pulls e-brakes, like screeching across, like into the parking lot. As he's in the parking lot, pulls another e-brake, just sliding out, just you know, drawing so much attention to him. Like you know, wheels lighting up, like smoke flying. Uh, and then he jumps out of his car and comes running up at me, like, "Hey, why'd you flip me off?" and uh, I pushed him out of my face. He came back and then we just threw down and, uh, you know, he was quite a bit older than me, probably about 25. Uh, and, uh, we just went toe to toe, man. And, uh, uh, he hit me one good one in the nose and I grabbed him. I remember in a tie clinch and started pumping knees into him. And, uh, once he, he fell down from that and was all cut. And that was it, man. It was like he was done and all bloody. And I, and at that point, I didn't even know my nose was broken. You know, I just knew it hurt. And then I got, wake up the next day and I just got two fat black eyes. And then you're, <laughs> you're trying to make up an excuse or a lie to tell your mom, you know, what happened last night. <laughs> you know, my parents always used to just roll their eyes like, oh, here we go again. Like, oh, yeah, well, you and your brother were wrestling and you got hit in the nose, I'm sure. Yeah. It was the same yeah. excuse that we used for everything. So, like, you, did you get in trouble in school a lot? Uh, I was, you know, that really like from like 16 to like 22, 23 were, I was pretty wild. I did have a little bit of trouble in school and, uh, a little bit after that, um, you know, I definitely was, uh, a little wild. How wild are we talking? <laughs> uh, I know I had a couple of expulsion hearings and got it 
thrown in the clink a couple times, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here now and I learned a lot from those times. Well, that's good to hear, man. And, you know, we talk about overcoming adversity a lot. I got to know what that first round with Marcus Edwards was like, because in the past, you know, we saw it in the Maximo Blanco fight, you know, you can overcome adversity, no problem. You got that will to win. So in that first round against Marcus Edwards, was it just like, you know, I've been here so many goddamn times, like let him gas himself out and then I'll finish him? Yeah, I mean, I knew he was, uh, from watching his fights, he was really explosive and definitely a fast starter and fast finisher. Um, so I wanted to make sure that I, I, I wasn't too over-aggressive, but I did kind of get sucked into that. And, uh, you know, one thing that really worried me during that fight, too, was I, I shot in on him one time and... Uh, like it was, we were in Kansas City. It was so humid in the arena and stuff in the summertime uh, that we were both just soaked in sweat. And I, I kind of grabbed him and he slipped out of my hands. I was like, "Whoa, man! I don't know if I'm going to be able to take him down with this all, you know, all this moisture and stuff." Uh, but luckily, uh, you know, as the fight went on, I got him down and uh, got the finish. So yeah, uh, you know, went well. So it's literally just business as usual. Yeah. yeah, I mean, as much as it can be. Right. Well, hey, man, you're taking on Jay-Z Calvacante for the Titan FC belt. And, I mean, he's a vet. He's been in the game a long time. At one point, he was considered the number one lightweight on planet Earth. And, you know, he had some ups and downs, but now he's clawed his way back up to a title fight. How do you feel about the matchup with, a, you know, such an experienced vet like Jay-Z? Oh, I'm really excited for it, man. I mean, uh, he's a dude, like you said, who uh, I've had a lot of, res uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for him. He's done a lot in this sport, uh, been around a long time. Uh, we've actually been in the same organization a couple of different times, but never ended up fighting. Uh, so it's kind of like a, a long time coming, I kind of feel like. But he's certainly somebody I respect his skill a lot. He's very well-rounded and very tough and, uh, you know, I think it'll make for a, a great fight, and, uh, you know, I think um, it's going to be another case where I'm going to have to wear him down and, and catch him in the later rounds. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, the, the same plan we've been talking about as usual, you know, break him with your relentless cardio and pace in the later rounds, like you just said. Yep, exactly. I mean, uh, that's usually my game plan most of the time, but <laughs> uh, definitely on this one for sure. So, I mean, Pat, you've done it all, man. What are your long-term goals in the sport? Obviously, your short-term goal is to get this victory over Jay-Z, but what do you see yourself doing in the next couple of years? Uh, you know, man, I I think um, I'm in a good place. I'm, I'm still improving. I think I'm the type of athlete who peaks late in life. Uh, you know, um, I don't think I've hit my prime yet. Um, I think these next few years are going to be some great years for me, and you know, I look look forward to winning here and, and rattling off a couple more wins. And, you know, if if the opportunity arises, getting back into the UFC and, uh, you know, doing some damage there. Yeah, I mean, you definitely belong there. And, uh, man, best of luck against Jay-Z. It's going to be one hell of a fight, dude. Hey, man, I appreciate that a lot, man. I'm, I'm really excited for it. And I think... Uh, you know, all the fans will, will, will be winning on this fight because I think it'll be a great fight.
Yeah, it really will be. Well, Pat, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle. Let the audience know where they can follow you on social media and anything else you got coming up aside from your title fight with Jay-Z at Titan FC 39. Let us know now, man. Cool. Um, yeah, my Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff is Bam Bam Healy. Uh, I try to stay as active as possible on there. Uh, you might get a lot of pictures of my dogs and, and the outdoors, but... Uh, you know, uh, I am an Oregonian, so I stay true to that fact. But, uh, yeah, and then uh, other than that, I'm completely focused on this fight 100%. I'll be getting down to Albuquerque and staying with uh, Cowboys Ranch, uh, you know, training for the rest of this camp down there. Um, so I'm really going to be putting it in, and uh, hopefully you all can check it out. Hey, and uh, what kind of dogs you got? Uh, I got a... One's a German wirehair pointer, like a bird hunting dog. Was, he's seven now. He has way more energy than your average puppy. Uh, he's just a handful. My my best friend on this planet, though, Finnegan. And then we have uh, another one is a uh, half husky mixed with uh, not sure what, and it uh, Khaleesi, and she's she's the sweetheart of the family. <laughs> Damn, I mean that. Those sound like some beautiful dogs. I got three German Shepherds myself. What was that first one you said? German what? Uh, German Wirehair Pointer. He's uh, a bird hunting dog. They're uh, they're both great mountain dogs, man. I live in the mountains, and they're both are perfect for for the mountains. That's awesome, man. Well, that's good that you're a dog lover. I, I was already a fan, but uh, <laughs> now I'm more so. So hey, man, best of luck again, and uh, we'll speak soon, dude, for sure. Awesome. I appreciate it, Daniel, and uh, thanks for having me on, and I'll do it anytime. I appreciate that, brother. Have a good one, man. There you have it, folks. Pat Bam Bam Healy. Man, I gotta say, it's a big honor for me to talk to a legend like that, and make sure you check him out in action against Jay-Z Calvacante at Titan FC 39. You can watch that exclusively on UFC Fight Pass June 10th. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Best Fight Picks. Subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And until the next time, enjoy the fights.